All right, guys. See, the last few weeks, the fellowship just keeps on going. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. You guys feeling good today? Just because it's hot outside don't mean we can't come to church, right? We come to church whatever, whatever the weather, as long as we are physically able, because we enjoy serving God and being together as one family. Real quick, we want to give a special shout out to a couple young ladies. Brianna and Aaron Hill have both recently graduated high school. Let's give it up. Not to point them out, but they sit right there. And Aaron has accepted uh, an offer to go to Drury University. Let's give it up. College isn't easy, folks. It takes discipline to go through college nowadays. So anybody who goes, our hats off to them. And Brianna is attending college through the Air Force as well. So she's going to be serving the military and getting her education. So that's awesome as well. Let's give it up for both of them. And if you haven't seen Michelle already, she's got, she's got the special hookup for you outside of the sermon. You can catch it. She'll, she'll hit you up with some special stuff, some special college stuff. But you know... This is awesome, you know, it's just the, oh, geez, I got a text, sorry, guys. Um, you know, the movies, hold on, what is, sorry, this is kind of important. What, you, you guys never seen a pastor check his phone while he's preaching? Now you know how I feel when y'all checking your phone while I'm preaching. Now you know how it feels. You know how it feels. I mean, it's not that it's more important than you guys, it's just, I got to check it if it buzzes. If it rings, I got I to check it. What, what was that? Oh, yeah. So Marvel. Anybody like Marvel movies? You know, Marvel superheroes. Not that DC stuff. Not the DC comics. Marvel, baby. Stan Lee. Spider-Man. Hulk. Captain America. Who else? Black Panther. There's some new peeps. Some new heroes. You know, I loved Marvel growing up. I had the comic books. I had the comic cards, and then the movie started popping left and right, and I always wanted to be a superhero, but the problem with the superhero is that they're always, sorry about that, they always, um, where was I? Yeah, yeah, superheroes. They, they always have a weakness. It's like, if they get, if they get, you know, Superman DC, sorry, it's my only example, gets the kryptonite, he's weak. You know, Spider-Man don't have his, his web, he's not Spider-Man, he can't be Spidey. He can't shoot Spidey webs. Uh, you know, the Hulk, you, you tick the Hulk off and he comes unglued, okay? He's got a bit of a temper problem. In Captain America, I always thought he was the wink link, wink link, because all the dudes got is a shield. I mean, come on, he's like Batman. They're almost like not qualified as real superheroes. But if I had to ever, if I had to ever, um, oh man, did you see that? It's checking the likes on the check-in. I did a check-in and for one seat church, I did check-in on Facebook and I had to see if people liked it. It matters. I had to see. It doesn't mean I don't appreciate you guys or anything for being here. It's just, it's just a little delay. I'm still with you. But if I had to compare myself, that's right, to a superhero, I think I would probably want to be Iron Man. Who likes Iron Man? Iron Man's cool, but what, what's his problem? He, what's his weakness? What happens to Iron Man that makes him weak? Can anybody shout it out? 
no suit, no heart, no battery. I feel like Iron Man. I just got the new Samsung S9 Plus, baby. Good battery, can't come out, but hopefully it'll survive. But my old phone, the battery, when the battery starts to go, you know, it's like, it's like my heart. It's like, I feel like Iron Man. And I, it's, it's like me and Michelle at the airport, you ought to see us. We're like Iron Man and Iron Man's wife. We see the charging stations. We get off the plane and we're... Refuel, refuel, refuel. Anybody else feel like their phone is kind of like their heart? If they were Iron Man, it, it keeps them going. And without the battery in your phone, what's the point of life? I mean, what's the point? Right? It's, it's everything. You got to have battery. I can't leave. I can't leave without my phone. Got to have battery. And when I hit that 3% and it's, it's red and then the flash goes off on the camera and I'm on the trip and I want to take the nice picture and I'm down to 3% and it says your storage is full, I'm starting to freak out. Who cares that I'm on the best trip ever in person seeing exotic things across the world, hypothetically? Usually it's just the lake of the Ozarks. But I gotta, I gotta get a picture, I gotta get a picture, I gotta get a picture, I gotta get a Oh, 3%, oh no, oh no, oh God, we're on a beach. Dear Lord Jesus, we're on a beach and there's no USB plug-in. What am I gonna do? That's why I feel like Iron Man, because I'm a little attached. I could just strap it right here. This would represent really most of my life. Am I the only one? Am I the only one that's got a little bit of an obsession with the thing? Come on, girls. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. I was your age once. So we didn't have these, we had pagers. Then we had flip phones. They weren't smart yet. I even had the, we had the pager keyboard. It was a keyboard that you could plug in and type a text to the pager. Because, you know, the pager didn't have no keyboard. So if you were extra cool, you had the keyboard to send a text, you know, 911. Not really. You'd send somebody a 911. Hmm. You see, cyberspace, let's call it that, the virtual world, has become a means to replace our physical space. It occupies our attention to the point where we could ju be just as happy in a white padded cell as long as there's a connection to the internet, I'm good. Because that's where I'm happy. That's my happy place. It doesn't matter if I'm in an empty room full of nothing. If I got my connection, I'm good. But we're becoming slaves to our screens, losing the attributes of everyday life and that build relationships with each other in exchange for the ability to communicate what we call in the in the geek world over the wire that's over the wire if you're working in programming and you're writing an application that's going to talk to a server it's over the wire It's the http request to the to the api on the server it's over the wire http hypertext transfer protocol come on everybody knows that it's over the wire this is over the wire, even though it's wireless, it's going over the wire. It's floating through the air to hit a server, Facebook, all of them, they're over the wire. But my question for all of you today is kind of maybe rhetorical. I'm learning big words, I'm not sure if that one's correct, but I'm gonna throw it out there. If you lost your smartphone or tablet tomorrow with no means to replace it, what would that do to you? How would it make you 
feel? Would you be like Iron Man without his suit, without his charging station? I would. If we go to Romans, Paul is talking, chapter 12, verse 1 through 2. He says, I beseech you, therefore, I request you, bros, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable, it's reasonable. It didn't say it's, it makes you great. He said, this is, this, this is reasonable, okay? It's a reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, we're in the world, but we're not to be of the world. We have to mingle and find the balance and be part of the world without being the world. Does that make sense? It's the, that's why they call us the body, the born again, the light of the world, because you're to shine the light of God on the world who is in darkness. It doesn't understand. They're sick and they need a physician and they don't know. And you're there to deliver the great physician Jesus to them, not become the world who lacks Jesus. The title of my sermon today is The Cybertrain. The Cybertrain. Touch three people, tell them the Cybertrain. Come on, the cyber train. If you can't reach them, point to them, make them uncomfortable. The cyber train, the cyber train, the cyber train. You see, the cyber train is exchanging our physical freedoms for virtual limitations. I see it all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it and conscious of it, and I'm battling myself. So I got to give it to you, too. So now you know that I deal with it, too. It's a battle. It's just, oh, man, really? Right now? Let me tell him I'm tech. How do you voice type this thing? It's new. Hold on, let's try it. Can I call you back? I'm preaching a message. Oh, typo. It always typos. It's, just, it's a little distracting. See, it's just, it's, just, it's just just one minute. It's just a minute. It's just a minute. I'm going to be distracted. I'll be right back with you. It's just a little minute. Minute by minute by minute by minute by minute. It's just constantly just a minute. No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't say anything bad on the voice type, even though it repeats bad stuff for me sometimes. But I love the emoticons. You can curse somebody in emoticons if you want. And you know it doesn't count if it's just a picture, right? Just kidding. It counts. Don't do it. Unless it's your brother and no one's looking. Uh, me and my brother play some funny jokes on each other. It's distracting, though. It's distracting. It's, it's constant. You, you know how it feels when someone is texting right in the middle of conversation or they're checking their email. It's like they're saying, I like you, but you're not as important as this first. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. And even if it's a habit... It's still an action, and your actions speak for what's in your heart. And if your heart is conditioned to put the cyber train before your family, before everything else, well, it's priority. It's your priority. But yeah, there's nothing better than when you're talking and, and they're doing this. They're, they're, they're nodding their head. Mm -hmm. You know they're checked out. You know they're not listening to what you're saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and they're, they're doing this. Their eyes are going back and forth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So wait, what? What'd you say? It's becoming frequent. There's people walking into glass doors because they're <laughs> walking into glass doors like, 
like, like, like lifeless robots that have losing, losing ability to function as human beings. It's like, look up, look up, look around you. There's things around you. Get out of the white room. But they're in, they're in virtual land. They're like in the matrix. And it creates stress, really. I mean, you got to check Facebook. You got to check Instagram. You got to check your email. You got to check your voicemail. You got to check Pinterest. You got to check Twitter. When you wake up, while you're working, at bedtime, in between, it's a little stressful. You know how many times your brain is throughout the day? It's a little distracting. God does not want you to be distracted. He wants you to be focused. But how can we focus when we're split into a puzzle of attention span disorder with 500 things happening at once? We don't have enough RAM up there to stay focused. I mean, we call them phones, but let's be real. These are life. These are life. If you take away my life out of my chest, like Iron Man, I can't function. I can't function. They're not a phone. They look like a phone, but they're the communication with the world. And they serve a good purpose, and they also open the door for bad things. That's why you have to be conscious of the cyber train and the pace it's moving, because it's moving fast. You can find anything, anytime. You know, when I was a kid, if you wanted to do something wrong, you had to be a little bit intelligent to find it. Now you can be totally stupid and do something wrong real easy just by accidentally typing a word that sounds like something else. Google say, did you mean this search? Oh, look at the image search. Look what that found. I've heard. At your fingertips, you can find anything. Anything is out there. You want to know how to change your sprinkler head on your, on your, on your yard? Just go to YouTube. Someone's got a video showing you how to change your sprinkler head. You want to learn uh, all the bad uh, sources of what so-called Christianity is that is completely false? Just Google it. You'll find all kinds of crazy things on what they say Christians believe. and It's just opinion. Wikipedia, it's people's opinion. It's great. It's dangerous. And it's a distraction. And we're training our brains to be distracted. We're, we're training ourselves to live distracted. You see? It's becoming the way we think. We're conditioning our minds and our lives to be a distracted one. You know, when you become something, you don't realize you're even doing it anymore because it becomes a part of you. It becomes a part of you. Unless somebody points it out, it's like subconscious. But it's becoming life to be just distracted. You're, able, you're not really able to give 100% to anything when you're constantly splitting your attention into pieces. But yeah, you know, if I find a charger and I'm low, it's great. But maybe my kids are, let's go with the, let's pretend I have a cord. Can you guys see me? Let's pretend I got the cord. I got the three-footer, you know, the one that comes with the phone. It's never quite long enough. And I, don't, I got three, oh yeah, I'm charging, baby, I'm charging. And my kids are over there on the playground. I can't reach my kids. I'll be there in a second. I'm limited. You see, I'm restricted. Well, I'll get a six-foot cable. Then I can look at it while I'm sleeping in my bed without having to unplug it. And then I can like be a little closer to my kids and I can have it on my boat and I can, I can do it while I'm fishing and I can do it while I'm camping and I can do it even when there's no internet connection. I can just get frustrated and hope that the internet connection works until I leave the campground. So I'm restricted. I'm like on a leash. I'm on a leash. I'm giving up everything that's going on because I'm waiting. I'm waiting to get my charge. I'm waiting to get my fix. It's like a drug. I'll wait for my drug before I come to you. I want my drug first. 
shorted my charger. Oh, life is over. You want to see someone get mad? You mess with my wife's phone, you're going to see her get angry. Amen? Sister? You know that's right. Let's, come on now. It's a distraction and it's an addiction. It's bittersweet though. I have broke my phone on occasion. A couple times, out of the box, walked out of my car, dropped it on the concrete. I gotta quit calling him phone. I have dropped my life on the concrete and shattered my screen, and I didn't have the insurance, and, and it's, it, it's, it made me wanna cry because I spent you know, a thousand bucks on a phone because they're a ripoff, but I gotta have them because it's my life and it's my drug, and I gotta have it. It's a thousand dollars out of my pocket. I gotta have it. If they say it's 2,000, I'll find a way because I gotta have it. It's my life. It's not my phone, it's my life gotta have it. Oh, I gotta have it because of this. Drug addicts say too, I gotta have the drug because of this. Even though they're really addicted, they justify the crack problem. So you'll go, oh, okay, I understand. Go ahead, take it. You need that crack. I get it. I get it. But there has been this remembrance from the past when I have lost my phone for like a minute. And I go, I remember life without those things. I, what did I do? What did I do? I enjoyed just being around people, what did I do? I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting that life, you see, because I've conditioned myself so long that I've forgotten, and when I truly don't have access to a phone after I come unglued and I have to wait, you know, till tomorrow for AT&T to ship the factory refurbished one for a fraction of the price, but it's already been broke once and they fix it and they're gonna send it to me and I gotta wait those 24 hours, I remember go, wow, there's no stress. I'm still alive. I'm still, I'm still alive. It's a bittersweet. Sometimes I wish my phone would break and I couldn't get a new one because I'm addicted. And if someone takes the drug from me, then I just can't get it. It's like putting cookies in the pantry. If you put cookies and chips in the pantry, Jeffy's going to eat them in the middle of the night. But if you don't put them in the pantry, I won't eat them. You take my phone, I'll survive. But if you give me access, I'm going to find a way to get it because it's my life. But efficiency is lost. And when you want to serve God, he doesn't want you to be wasteful. He wants you to be efficient because our years are limited on this earth. And you can't be efficient when you're scattered. You can't. You can't be efficient when you're scattered. And this is just another device the devil uses to destroy our focus. Don't get me wrong. They do good things. I'm not preaching against no smartphones. I'm talking about balance because if you hop on a cyber train that's moving really fast and you don't notice that you need a pit stop, it's going to take you into another dimension of self-desolation. I mean, come on, get on board. Everybody's doing it all aboard. All aboard the cyber train. Who wants to get on? See, I talked about a train a few years ago, but it was the train of Jesus Christ, and he was the conductor. I wrote a song called Sunny Days. You got to get up on that train, because I can hear it coming. It grows louder every time it rains, but sunny days hide the sound of it coming. See, when it was nice out, you don't hear the train of God because you don't depend on God when everything's good. But when the storm comes, you go, oh, God, how could you? Why have you forsaken me, Lord? When the rain comes, I hear this chicka, 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 chicka. I remember Jesus is coming, but this is the cyber train, and the cyber train the devil's driving and he wants to take you into desolation and he doesn't want you to get off and remember there's another train that Jesus is driving he wants you to stay on the cyber train which is completely virtual it doesn't even exist just like all of his lies it's a trap you guys remember stand by me the movie Nick you're too you're too young boom In the night has come. It's great. 
Remember the, not the leeches scene, the train track. Remember they crossed the bridge? They're crossing a bridge and they're on a train track and there's no rails, okay? And, and they're walking and there's like five or six of them and they're walking and there's the chunky kid in the back. I forgot his name, maybe it was Chunk. And he's a slow one. And they feel, the, they feel the vibration, but the problem is they're over a cliff, over a river, and they know that they don't have enough speed to outrun the train. By the time it gets them, it's going to hit them before they can get off that bridge. You see what I'm saying? It's gaining speed faster than they can process that it's coming at them, and they think they can dabble. So they start running, and they all get off the thing, but here's, here's, the, here's the chunky kid. He just can't go. His legs just aren't good enough because he don't have any muscle fibers, you know, ripped into his muscle. And so he trips, and they got to go Corey Feldman or one of them go back and help. It was River Phoenix or somebody. They go back and help help the, the little dude that played Superman later in life on one of the TV shows. He got thin and muscular. He was the, he was the chunky kid in the movie. But Tim O'Connell, that was him. They rescued Tim O'Connell, and they're running, and the train's going so fast, and by they get off, one of the kids is standing there. He goes, I'm going to dodge the train. I'm going to dodge it. But see, you can't dodge a train that's moving so fast. You're going to get smashed if you dabble with the train. you got to be cautious. It's happening as we're living in it right now. It's moving faster. It's moving faster like a locomotive that you can't outrun, and they just got this close before they got smashed and ended their life because Corey Feldman, the dude with the black rims, he thought he could dodge the train. He was going to stand there and test it. But you can't test the cyber train. It's going to smash you. If you dabble, you got to be cautious. You need balance. I don't care if the world gets on. I'm smarter than the world because I've got the Lord in me, and I'm paying attention. That virtual world can make us forget what's going on right in front of us. It's like a locomotive gaining speed and everyone's on board so you should too but the cyber train is exchanging our physical freedoms for virtual limitations we're letting it take our family what do you mean well let me tell you i don't remember anything me pastor jeff i don't remember anything because i'm doing stuff up here And then when I'm done doing stuff, it takes a couple more hours for my brain to go. Oh, bedtime, kids going to bed. Oh, I can't stay awake. See you tomorrow. Day's gone. And part of my experience is that I'm in and out. I'm in and out of the cyber train, and I'm so busy that I can't remember, and I'm slowly letting it take my freedom. But I'm conscious of it. I see it happening. So now I'm paying attention. And when I see it, the first step to recovery is admitting the problem. And when you step and you see, look at what it's doing to me, and then it's doing to my children, you start paying attention. It's stealing our families from each other. We don't make eye contact. They're talking to me. I don't remember nothing. Look, Dad, what? Okay, okay, I'll be right there. Just one more minute. Just one more minute. Boom, bedtime. We'll do it tomorrow, guys. Eight years later, 10 more years, they'll be out of the house. And I'll go, what happened? I just, I wish I could spend one more minute with them when I just one more minute them 18 years away. I did it. I jumped in, I jumped in the cell. I enslaved myself to the virtual world because I never took a pit stop off the cyber train. We're allowing it to steal our memories with family, our kids, my kids. We, we, need, we got them new tablets. You know, they haven't had a tablet since 2014, and that's just not acceptable in dad's eyes. You know, we got to keep them up. We got them a 10-inch tablet. That was a really not smart move. 
They're glued to those things like crazy every time I see them. Hey, guys, remember me? Hey, I'm talking to you. Huh? What would you say, Dad? They're starting to sound like me. They're starting to repeat what I say. They're starting to be distracted like me. See, when you get on the train and never take a pit stop, your children are going to get on the train and never take a pit stop, and they're going to keep going. You're leading them into desolation. They play this game called build craft. I don't know. There's Minecraft, build craft. It's three-dimensional building games. And I'm a computer programmer, so I know how some of these games work. So I monitor what they do as, as good as I can. But they're just playing over the Wi-Fi network. So there's no outside people in this virtual world. They're all in together and can see each other in. You with me? They're each building something. Chloe's building a hot air balloon. And Colton comes over and wrecks Chloe's house on the map. And they start crying. They're fighting over what's happening in the build craft. And there's something called creepers that are in the game. But we don't allow them, right? Because we disable that. But did you know there's real creepers too? In the online world, they're called pedophiles. And they sneak into your kid's game, and they start talking to your kid just like in the real world to, to, seduct them just like a, to seduce them just like a kidnapper. They're called pedophiles. They're real creepers. See, it's out there. It's another means the devil wants to steal your children's livelihood from them. And they're out there, and they're being conditioned. And you're not going to notice in 10 years when it's a part of everything they do, you won't be able to keep up with the train. When you're trying to cross that bridge, it's going to be too late because the speed of the train is going to blow you by because you waited so so long to catch up. All aboard. All aboard. Caleb, huh? Huh? What do you say, Dad? How dare you? Well, that's what I do. You start losing your ability to enjoy your surroundings. The instinct is to wake up and check the device. As soon as you wake up, boom, off the, off the mantle. Off the, the nightstand. Bedtime, I'm just going to watch, you know, preaching videos. I'll check Facebook. I'll see how once each church page is getting how many likes. So let's see how the movie event's doing. Oh, let's do everything. Everything is, everything is there. We've been on some awesome trips. And I've been, I've, I've, been, I've been in a bungalow in Hawaii on the beach playing on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. Because the beach wasn't doing it for me. I've been in the Virgin Islands. Worried about the British network losing my connection. I was going to have to pay the international race that I can't post up Instagram my pictures of the beach that I'm not even looking at because I'm trying to get my phone to post the pictures so everybody else can see my great life. It's kind of messed up when you think about it. I'm missing the trip that I'm trying to share with the cyber world because I'm not even looking. I'm in the white room. Might as well be. We're breeding it into our children. The world is the train that is moving in this direction. So how do we handle it? Because we're to be in the world but not of it. How do we handle it when it's stealing our physical freedoms for these virtual limitations? We have to teach our children the right thing to do to when they can make the choices on their own because we can't control the direction of the world, but we can discern by the Spirit when to disconnect. Sometimes you got to disconnect and we all have to board the train sometimes everything the banks online works online my work everything is based on the internet connection i could do it from anywhere but if i don't have an internet connection i'm broke i can't bring in the bacon without the cyber train so it's a it's a catch-22 
I'm like the drug dealer who can't take, won't take the drugs, but I gotta be able to do the deals. You see what I'm saying? I gotta dabble, I gotta find balance. I gotta get on the train, but I gotta know how to take a pit stop. And if you don't learn to take a pit stop, you're gonna have a little bit of selfie destruction. You're gonna have a selfie destruction. It's gonna contaminate you. Come on, you guys know. This new phone, it's killer. It's got, it's got a higher megapixel selfie cam mode. Those always aren't as good as the front-facing camera, but now they got them. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. Let me, let me see. Wait, here, here's a good one. Everybody do the duck face. Touch your neighbor and say, do the duck face. I don't know what the duck face is, but it's what everybody does. I know someone named George. You guys know George. George is a lot of people in my life. They post like 500 times a day. Hey guys, I bought some stuff at the grocery store. Hey guys, I got this new toilet paper and it's really soft and great, it's two ply. We don't wanna know what kind of toilet paper you're using. Hey guys. I tried this new broccoli from Trader Joe's and it just really makes me feel good. I feel my body detoxing. No one cares! No one cares! See, they've hit selfie destruction. They're so consumed, they don't even notice that no one cares. I'm sorry, George, no one cares! I had a problem with food. I got into cooking a couple years back. I went from cooking to ministry. It's, a, it's an easy segue. You see how they connect. And, and I would post every week I was cooking and grilling and barbecuing, and I wanted to make the pictures as pretty as I could. I got so into like the, the artistic visual part of it that I was like going crazy. And then I had to step back, and I haven't done it in a couple years, and I thought, man, no one really cares. Like, I thought they cared because I was having a little bit of selfie destruction. Selfie destruction. What's up, guys? Come on. Come on. Hey. Hey. Duck face. Duck face. I'll let you in this world. Just not my real world. I'll let you in this world. This is our relationship. It's a selfie destruction. It becomes 100% of the time. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know the person that's so irritating that you see their face so many times when you go online, you gotta unfollow them, but you can't unfriend them because you don't wanna hurt their feelings. So you just unfollow them. They think you still care, but really you're saying, I don't really care, but I don't wanna hurt your feelings, so I'll just unfollow. Now, Instagram's another story. You can't do that. You gotta truly cut the cord on Instagram and let them know, I'm not following you, you annoy me. <sighs> this guy, Pastor Jeff, he, he posts motivational Motivational comments so frequently. Ugh. I've had some people unfollow me because I was posting too much about Jesus, but I don't even care. If you don't, if that's all I got to share. And if you don't want to, you don't want to hear it, then you don't have to follow me. I've had a lot of people unfollow me over posting about Jesus, pictures, seeds. But you know what? It's okay. We can't be addicted and get into selfie. Destruction because it brings a false fulfillment. The high of getting the likes, the, the thrill of the chase, it doesn't sustain because we, we get that excitement. Oh, look how many likes my, my chicken platter got. Oh, look how much my barbecue got. Oh, look at this. And that's fun. That's all good. You can do that. I'm not bashing that. I like, I like posting that stuff still. 
but it became like an obsession to me where it was like every other day and people were like, okay, we get it, we get it. You like to make barbecue, okay, we get it. You like to make tacos, okay, we get it. You bought organic to make organic avocado, uh, guacamole, okay. Jeff, get it. Remember when photos, remember when photos, uh, you guys don't remember, you're too young. You used to have to buy these cameras, they were disposable at Walgreens, and you take all the pictures and then you get them processed and then you throw the camera away. But I don't remember a selfie ever existing until just a few years ago. Remember when pictures were just like of stuff? I don't ever remember as a kid, every picture, hey, hey, hey. Hey, I'm not bashing it. I do it, I do it, okay? I'm preaching to the choir. But I'm talking about George, who does it on everything, every part of their day. It's so consumed, they forget that they have this thing called a real life, a living sacrifice that they're not giving to anybody because they're living in the matrix. It can't qualify to be a real world. And you will find a drought in that world. The culture has shifted. The trend has shifted. And the cyber train is exchanging our physical freedoms, self-propagated for virtual limitations. And guess what? The culture's gonna go astray from God, okay? Until the end, they're gonna keep looking for weird means to find joy and it's not gonna work. That's why you got people killing themselves. The richest people in the world, you think they'd be the happiest people in the world because they're not finding the well. Their well has dried up. There's only one well that doesn't dry up, and that's Jesus, the living water. In order to be filled by the living water, you have to be a living sacrifice. You have to be different than the world. If you're just like the world, you are the world. The trend may be shifting, but God's truth stays the same. And when I hit selfie destruction, I am consumed with myself at this point. I can't post because I'm gonna get charged at international rates. This trip's awful. Take me back to Missouri. Once you hit selfie destruction, it's not the end of your relationships. I'm gonna try this. It wouldn't be the first time I've dropped something and broke it. can be part of my life. I'll get the selfie stick. Now I can fit you guys into my life. And when you want to hear from me, you just come through the screen here and you can be part of my life. And when you want to know what's going on with Pastor Jeff, you just, you just talk to me through here because I'm not going to know anything about you in the real world and you're not going to know anything about me. I'm never going to really come see you. I'm never really going to spend time with you and build a relationship. I'm just going to like your posts and we're going to be all good and we're going to call each other friends. I mean, I could just preach a message like this, and you guys would feel it's just the same, right? I, I imagine you feel a little cheated if the whole message was my back to you because I'm preaching to the selfie phone because you can be part of my world in my cyber world, but you can't be in my real world because I don't have time for that. This is every day. Every day. We isolate cyberspace. Praise the Lord, I didn't drop my phone. Thank you, Jesus. 
I'll step on my phone while we're singing. We're slowly trading more time and attention from our physical worlds to our virtual world. Can you guys stand to your feet with me? I'm going to read you another verse. Paul says, present your body as a living sacrifice. I take that more than just literally my body to make it clean as a temple of the almighty spirit of the Lord, but my life, I take it as my life, my life here that I'm living should be a sacrifice to the Lord. If I want the living water, I have to give a living sacrifice. I can't do it when I'm 100% occupied on the cyber train. Proverbs 6.22 says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Do you know what that means, parents? Your kids are going to copy you. They're going to copy you. They're going to copy you when they say, things they shouldn't say like daddy says at home, that's me. And I go, where did they say that? And I showed it to them. And when they're glued to their phones all day because daddy's glued to his phones, and my kids have actually told me, daddy, are you gonna ever get off your phone? We wanna play Mario Brothers. Daddy, we wanna play with the ball. Just one more minute. Just one more minute. I, I, I really, just one more minute. Oh, but I, let, me, let me charge my phone, let me charge my battery. Let me charge my life real quick. Let me charge my life and I'll get back to you. I'm teaching them this. Are you with me? I'm teaching them this, that they're gonna reciprocate as the way they should go. Train up a child the way they should go and they're gonna do as you show them. You show them hell on earth in your life, they're gonna have hell on earth in their life. If you show them love, they're gonna have love. If you teach them that treating people like total dirt, is the way to do it, guess what they're gonna do? They're gonna reciprocate. You're gonna abuse your, your spouse, you're gonna have a foul mouth, you're gonna be perverted, you're gonna watch all that trash, you're gonna Google all that pornography, whatever it is, they're gonna copy you because they saw you do it and they reciprocate what they know. You're training them one way or another. And if you don't train them in the Lord, the world will train them in the world. But there's a good train. There's a good train. And Jesus is the conductor. And this train doesn't lead to desolation. It leads to the almighty, eternal kingdom of heaven. It's the train, and Jesus is the train. And we got to worry about getting on that train. And we got to remember to hear the train is coming. We can't hear the train because we're on another train. And it's so loud and distracting, we forget the train's coming. Except like the song, it says, when the rain comes, I hear it. Oh, God, I love you, Jesus. Why have you done this to me, God? But when the sun comes back up, we're back to partying on the cyber train. Life's good we forget we ditch him it's every day the relationship is every day it's 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 in the storm and it's in the good times it's not when it feels good we talked about that because feelings come and go but sacrifice is always it's a choice joy is a choice love is a choice it doesn't matter you can't excuse the circumstance by your feeling get on a train the train is coming and if you miss the train just read the Bible. When we let it dominate our day, the devices are great tools, but moderation is the key to anything. And when we let it dominate our day, we are no longer in control, my friends. We start becoming a slave. The emancipation, that's freedom. We become captive to the device. But Jesus is the emancipator. I don't know if that's a word. Your ways will 
not maybe, your ways will be imitated by your children. Remember, you're the only source they have left to find a clear path to God as the world will, will, will battle to take them off course. It's going to be a fight to keep them on the course. It's not just you plant a couple seeds and, and little Mary will grow up great. No, she's going to fight. She's going to be in a battle and you're going to still have to keep pushing and fighting for her as she goes through her life because it's a battle and that's the way it is. I don't need to know why because I know who. I don't need to know why it's so hard because I know who. I know Jesus said he loves me, he will take care of me, he won't give me anything I can't handle, and I don't care about the rest. I will just do as he says no matter what because I know he is coming for me. And all of us. The cyber train is just another means. The enemy will try to consume you and your kids if able. You have to know when to disconnect. Throw it away for a while. Let's pray, Lord, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. We're excited what technology does. We use technology here at One Seat Church. We love it, but we know it is not to be Everything is secondary. That first we have to be present in church together, have physical, real encounters, fellowship, share our love, help our brothers and sisters, spend time with each other to really be a living sacrifice. Living is an active thing. It takes action to be living out something. Help us, God, find moderation in a world that is stealing our lives through the virtual space. Help us rekindle the simplicity of the freedoms we have, of the scenery we have, that we really could be locked in a prison cell. We really could be stuck in a prisoner of war somewhere, that we just would be dying to see trees. We'd be dying to see people. We'd be dying to see everyone. And we remember life before the virtual cyber train tried to take over. Help us go this week in moderation. Help us be balanced. Help us spend time with each other. We ask all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. If everybody could say amen.